You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Family Matters. All right. So, remember earlier this year, um, I think it was in Jan, in fact, we had a conversation about the role of aunts in children's lives. And a number of you that said, okay, when are we going to talk about the role of uncles? And today, we're discussing the role of uncles. When we discussed the role of aunts, it was really a fascinating and interesting discussion about the role that they play, right, in children's lives. And last week, I think, was it on the 26th, it was National Aunts and Uncles Day, a day to recognize the important role that these family members play in one's life. So I want to know from you if you have an uncle that has made an impact in your life. Give me a call on 011-883-0702. What was that impact? What, do you have an uncle that you were close to? Maybe you are that uncle, right? That's close, that's close to their nieces and nephews or their friends' children. How is that relationship going? Because uncles play a critical role, just as aunties do, in the lives of young girls, in the, in the lives of boys, even in their adulthood. Right? They don't have to be biological relatives. Um, as I said, I am an uncle to some of my friend's children, an incredible one at that. So uncles serve as this trusted male mentor. In fact, they can serve as that, the trusted male mentor that children, especially young boys, can tend to when uh, their parents are physically or emotionally unavailable. So I want us to explore this relationship and the impact of it on children. And I want you to share what your experiences are. Maybe you've got an uncle like that, right? Maybe you are an uncle like that to your friends' children or to your to your nieces, to your nephews. Uh, please give me a call on 11 I'll take your experiences. Uh, the WhatsApp line is 072-702-1702. We've got uh, Vilma Calvert, who is a family counselor joining us on the line. Vilma, welcome back to the show. Good morning. Hey, Vimla, apologies there. I forgot to open your mic, uh, so I didn't hear your response. Are you good? Are you well this morning? <laughs> I'm very well. Thanks, Clement, and thanks for having me again. Thank you. You, We, we spoke to you about the role of aunts in our lives, and, and we thought we should do a conversation about the role of uncles as well. So, so let's start with that, the role that uncles play, because we're seeing more and more even uncles, you know, embracing the role that they have. How important is that relationship between them, right, and and the young ones? Uh, I think it's vital, Clement. You know, very often dads are a little bit out of it because their responsibilities are, you know, they're kind of thinking that money gets this child to school and that mm. kind of thing. And so they, they are inclined, I'm, I'm generalizing, to be a little bit out of touch. But I think if there's that uncle that you can go to, you know, that you can talk to, that you can unburden yourself to, and that uncle that um, stays in touch with where you're at. Um, because I think sometimes parents just have so much responsibility that they, they're inclined to think, you know, well, I'm <laughs> doing the basics. And that's taking a toll on me. So if we can share that responsibility. And I think sometimes you just get another perspective from an outsider mm. looking at your family. 
and and they might even have a clearer picture of what it is that you actually need. So it's it's always great to have support from outside the family. Yeah. Uh, I said earlier that sometimes they can even play a father figure role, especially in instances where, you know, the father is physically or emotionally unavailable. Do you get a sense that young, you know, you know, children are more comfortable, especially when it comes to sometimes even embarrassing things they want to talk about? Because sometimes parents are so authoritarian, right? Um, they've got a different style of parenting that sometimes doesn't allow the children to be comfortable and express themselves. And even when they're talking about uncomfortable things, embarrassing things. But when you go to an uncle as an outsider, there's always that level of comfortability um, do you get a sense that that's what happens a lot when you're dealing with uncles, that they can also provide that safe space for you to open up about anything? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, sometimes patients are so concerned about just the basic really things and make the assumptions that, you know, we're okay. But sometimes kids need that sounding board just um, to get a different perspective or like you say, when they're a little bit uncomfortable. Because let's face it, if you start talking to your parents about sex, they're going to assume that you know, Mm. you're having sex. Whereas you may just wanting to know certain things or you've heard some information that you're not quite clear about. And so it's maybe a little easier to talk to somebody outside the family that you trust. And I think uncles are really beginning to step up I think the pandemic has had something to do with that, mm. where, where uncles are really stepping up and, and taking on a men, more of a mentorship role in the lives of, of um, nieces, nephews, and even their friends' kids. Mm. Mm. So how can people prepare to be uncles? Because the role goes far beyond just spoiling your nieces and your nephews. <laughs> Or, or your children, I mean, your friend's children. Um, I was telling the listeners earlier, Vilma, that I'm an uncle myself. Um, my niece was born this past weekend and I've been so excited. Um, but I do think that there's some preparation I probably need to do myself on how to be a great uncle um, to her and not just think about, oh, what am I getting and how am I going to spoil her? So how do we young uncles prepare ourselves to be to play that significant role in the lives of our nieces of our nephews yeah i think i'm going to sound a little bit like a baptist minister now i've got three (laughs) (laughs) the first is you know you need to communicate with the parents you can't just go in barging in there and i'm going to be this great uncle and Mm. whatever has to be that conversation around that. How do I fit in? Where do I fit in? Um, what are you expecting from me? And then that conversation also has to happen with your significant other. You know, mm. so I'm going, babe, I'm going to be an uncle to whatever and, you know, I'm making this commitment, which is the next thing. Because that commitment is not six months, three months, four months. Mm. It could be a lifetime. So I'm making this commitment. And if you've got kids of your own, they too need to understand I'm making this commitment. And then consistency. If you're making the promises, make sure, absolutely sure, you're making the promises that you can keep because mm-hmm. you don't want to lose the child. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, I want to take some calls now. Um, I've asked the listeners to share their experiences with us. Um, are you an uncle? 
um, are you a niece, a nephew, and you've had a great relationship with your uncle? Or maybe it's someone that's not even related to you, but that's played that role um, of an uncle, and maybe you are an uncle to your friend's children. How's that relationship going? Are they more comfortable talking um, to you? And as a parent, how have you been observing the relationship between your children um, and their uncles? How is that going? 011-883-0702. Your WhatsApp's on 072-702-1702. Hi, Clement. This is Mbale Entle. Um, currently, I'm in Pittsburgh, but I'm from Johannesburg. Yeah, you when you're talking about uncles, my uncle was the greatest. He washona, but um yeah, he was just the greatest. And my brother has been the best uncle for my son, you have no idea. Mm. And the fact that he's not no longer, he died last year. It's sad for me, especially for my son, because he misses him so much, he just doesn't know if he's coming or going anymore. Mm. But yeah. You know, family members are very, very important. Thank you. Oh, Balente, I'm so sorry to hear about your uncle and 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 now your brother. Uh, but it's how incredible, though, is it that they've played that significant role, and that's why um, your child is missing them so much. So I'm glad they've had that dent um, in your child's life. Patrick in Rustenburg, good morning. Morning, how are you? Sharp man, how are you? Ah, uh, sharp man. Yeah, well, I had I had a great uncle. You know. Mm. Uh, I, I never got to. I don't know my father. Yeah. He brought me from childhood. I mean, and he couldn't write. He couldn't. He didn't go to school. But out of his children of ten, he could accommodate me as his own child. Mm. He brought me up until I could go to was even adversity. He could. He could help even though he was not earning much. Imagine somebody who was who didn't go to school. How much he was earning. But he was always there for me. I'm proud today to be a father, a post-grad, just because of him. Mm. Unfortunately, he left me in March, and I'll, I'll miss him a lot. Oh, Patrick, um, oh, that's such in, that's so incredible. What was your relationship with his kids? No, we grew up. We, we slept in the same in the same bed. Uh. I mean, he, when my mother gave a calling. Mm. Uh, I was staying at my great my grandmother's my grandmother's place. Mm. My great grandmother. Mm. I was brought my great he took me from there when my mother had a calling. Mm. He took me to his house. I mean that's my mother and his home. Mm. That's where he brought me up. Wow. Uh, from Standard eleven uh, from from from, from uh, Standard one in nineteen seventy seven until I matriculated and then he encouraged me to even go to work for me so that I can you remember those days there was no Bazaaris, uh, uh, he, he even took me to his factories. I must work there, mm. get raise money, and then said, "No, you know what, my son, you're not paying any food, anything. You save your money to go to school. I pay your transport, I pay your food. You just sleep and work, and then you go to university as you promised me." I went there. I made him proud. I'm a post grad, and and I think I'm I'm comfortable with my life as it is. Mm. Sure, because yeah. of him. Patrick, um, thank you for, for, for calling, man. Thank you for sharing that experience with us. Um, I'm sure your uncle is so proud of you. Vilma, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hearing, I mean, this call and even the last voice note I played from Balente, these are people that have lost their uncles and you can just tell even in, in, in their tone that they've been so heartbroken uh, by that loss. And I suppose it speaks to that greater role that these uncles play, that even 
when they are no more, um, the nieces, the nephews are thinking about how incredible they were and how they've impacted their lives. Yeah, and, and that's so important, you know, to just remember the impact that they've had on your life because without that, where would you have been? And so, you know, although they're no longer there, it doesn't mean that they haven't had that huge impact. And then just honoring their memory mm. by keep on doing what it is, you know, almost like if they were still there, what would they expect from me? Yes, yes. Let's go to Lionel now in Pretoria East. Hey, is it, how, how's it, Lionel? Hi, hi, Clement. How are you doing? What's up, man? How are you? Ah, all good, all good. You, you, you know, when I heard this topic about uncles, I just uh, thought, you know, I need to share my my experience with my very own uncle. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll call that uncle uh, the best legend ever. Uh, his name was Scotch, and you know with Scotch, they, they call themselves Never Die. <laughs> yeah. Scotch never died. Mm. He, I, I, the, the relationship that I had with him was out of this world. Uh, I mean, like I shared on my, I, I, I sent a voice note. Uh, we, to our, we got to an extent where even when I got married, I had to, he was the first one to know. Mm. Like, even that, even my father did not even know. My father knew that I'm getting married. We're going to spill the water the, the, the following, the day before. How? How? That's how, close, <laughs> that's how close I am with my. No, I, 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 I can tell you today. Yeah. I might have. Yeah. There are some uh, contributions that I've made yeah. that you know my dad was so and so, but we. I, I struck. I did not have that kind of relationship. Yeah. yeah. My uncle. He was. Uh, growing up, there was uh, no no jokes. There was uh, seven boys in his house. Mm. Yes, and I, I won't call, call myself my fa- his favorite, but, you know, we'll do things. There will be times when he was undergoing dialysis, and he'll call me, tell me silly things, and we'll laugh about all those things. And, you know, it's things that I wish I had with my very mm, own dad. Yeah. But you never go through, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, yeah, there was never that relationship. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Is, he, is he still alive, Lionel? No, he he passed on last year, and I can tell you that was uh, the biggest day ever. Yeah, oh, Lionel, I'm sorry because the line is just not the greatest there towards the end. But I think we got the story. Thank you for sharing it with us. Um, you know what? I'm so happy about this calls. Yes, we're talking about loss, which is sad, but a lot of you are appreciating. Um, that significant role that your uncles played and, and, and you are just treasuring the moments when they were still alive, which is, um, which is really incredible. Uh, Vilma, I'm thinking here about jealousy and, and I wonder if it becomes a factor. I mean, and, and how you deal with that as matured parents. Cause if, if you've got a child, but the child shares a relationship with an uncle and it's much better than the relationship they have with you, I mean, we're natural human beings. As a dad, do you not get jealous? And how do you deal with that? So for fathers out there who are noticing that their children are more closer to their uncles than they are to them, how can they, how can they deal with that? Again, you know, communication is so important because if, if you can see that what this uncle or this other person is doing for your kids and the value that they hold with you know within that relationship, then 
you know, sort of say, well, you know, what are you doing that makes my son or my daughter closer to you? How can I learn from what you're doing? Um, because I think all of us really want what's best for our kids. And if we're really honest with ourselves, sometimes we aren't the best for our kids in certain situations. So just allowing somebody else to input into your child's life. And I think, again, you know, if you think about your own life, if you can say, you know, I wish I had that in my life, my mm-hmm. life would be so much more different, you know, than what it is. So I think allowing the other person to teach you if you're willing to learn. Yeah. Um, because ultimately your kid's best interest should be at heart. True. True. Sam, in Joburg, hi. Hello. Hi, Sam. Hello. Sam, go ahead. Good morning. <laughs> okay. Uh, please take Sam back <laughs> and tell him he's live on the radio. In the meantime, let's take some voice notes. Hi. Theo here from Pretoria. Uh, on the topic of being an uncle, um, I can completely see that as well. As For instance, I don't have any children myself, but... Um, my sister's children, or my little niece and nephew, they're, they're, I love them as if they're my own as well. Um, it's quite, uh, it's, you can't explain that feeling. It's quite lovely, I must say. <laughs> but yes, now I treat them as if they're my own, as they're my own children. Their birthdays, Christmas, like giving them gifts and presents. I just love spoiling them. Uh, my my, nie- oh, my nephew uh, keeps referring to me as his cool uncle. <laughs> I like to keep that title. <laughs> but yeah, I completely understand the topic. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, the cool uncle. I hope to be the cool uncle. But I get what you mean about the feeling you have. And, and I said when I started the show that I used to think that new parents were over-exaggerating this feeling and their love for, for their first child because... You know, they talk about it as this unexplainable, magical, um, magical, hypnotizing feeling. And I always thought, hmm, they're just excited to have newborns, hence the exaggeration. But yeah, as an uncle, I do feel something powerful towards my niece. And if I can feel that, I wonder what the parents themselves um, are actually feeling, right? Sam, in Jobek, let's try that again. Hi. Hello. Hi, Sam, go ahead. I lost my uncle mm-hmm. two years ago. Hmm. The man that I am today because of his influence from the music growing up in the 70s. Mm. And, you know, when I look back, I'm like, I'm a man what I am today because of my late uncle. Mm. And that made me so that when I grow up, I must be the best uncle. You know, from the jazz music that I listen to. You never know what influence it has in your background when you're growing up. When they play that music in the morning, mm. you end up playing the same music today. And yeah. I think and I cherish the moment I had with him so much. Mm. Oh, that's wonderful, Sam. And you're saying he passed yeah. away two years ago? Two years ago. Mm. And how so old are you now, Sam? Music. I'm 50. 50. Oh, that's yeah. incredible. Um, thank you for sharing that beautiful story with us, Sam. And again, that speaks to the influences that, that these uncles have on, on the children. Let's read some of your messages. Uh, good morning, Clement and uh, Vilma. By listening to all these testimonies, um, that tells you that there's still, there's still many amazing people out there. This is so 
um, comforting. Uh, that's what one listener says. Another one says, good morning, Clement and Vilma. Uh, thanks for such a great topic. My younger brother has uh, played an amazing role in my children's lives. He's played 90% of the fatherly role in my kids' lives, and they started calling him Malume, Dad. Malume dad. And now they joyfully call him Baba. And above all, Father's Day is very special. They always look forward to celebrating it with him. Sometimes I wish my Mother's Day is treated the same, but hey, Mother's Day is treated the same, but hey, I'm not complaining. I'm truly grateful for who he is. Much gratitude, joy, and light. Ah, such a beautiful message, uh, Vilma. It's, it's good, right, to know that there are people out there who understand how important the role of an uncle is and they're playing a critical role in it, not just being cool uncles and spoiling the kids, but just guiding them as well because those influences are important. Absolutely, Clement. And that's so lovely to hear. Mm. Don't be jealous, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in fact, fathers mostly are jealous uh, that, yeah, Mom's mom, Mother's Day is much different from Father's Day. But, yeah, um, I get where this listener is coming from. Okay, we're going to continue with more of your calls. After the headlines, I want Velma to talk to us also about the boundaries, right? Um, because sometimes uncles can overstep that boundary. So how should should parents deal with that? Vilma said earlier that it's important to speak to the parents as well. Don't just budge in with all the stuff and all the suggestions and all what you want to do with with that child. Um, but you need the consent of the parents. And, and sometimes uncle can tend to overstep that boundary. So how do you deal with something like that? So we're going to be taking more of your calls on 011-883-0702. I see more of your voice notes. Um, and even text messages as well. We'll get to them. 072-702-1702. 702. Family Matters. All right, let's uh, continue with your calls now. Lerato in Midran, good morning. Hi, Clement, how are you? I'm good, Lerato, how are you? I'm fine. Go ahead. Yeah, hey, Clement, I am the best uncle in the world, you know. Yeah. That, that name is my life. Um, I remember when I was in high school, I got married. I mean, I got pregnant. I think I was in grade 10. Yeah. Uh, my father said, you know what? I can't keep someone's wife in my house. Mm. Since you, you saw that you now a woman, you, you can now go sleep around, go to your husband's house. My uncle stepped in. He said, girl, I'm giving you a last time, chance. Mm. If you mess this up, we are done. That man took me up until I finished high school. He took me to university. He was the best father ever. Wow. When I went back to school, he raised my son. Even now, when my son calls him, instead of calling him grandfather, he calls him dad because that's the only father that he knows. Wow. So I've got the best uncle in the world. I love that man. Now I'm saving up. He says, you want to, you just talk saying, I want a car. So I think on his birthday, his birthday is sometime next year in March. Mm. I think I'm going to buy him that kind. Oh, Lerato. That's the least I could do. That's oh. the least I could do. Oh, that is just yeah. incredible. And that's what we need. Like sometimes you need people that are going to appreciate that you're a human being and you may yeah, have made yeah. a mistake and you're going to get another chance to do better. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. I, I love that man. Wow. I love that man. Wow. That's amazing, Lerato. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, that's so heartwarming. 
Um, let's go to... Oh, Makashule Ghana has given us a call. Uh, Makashule, good morning. Good morning, uh, Clement, and good morning to the three or two listeners. Sure. Uh, an interesting conversation, and it touched me. So I, I was brought up by a single mother. Mm. Uh, but I had two, two uncles that played a very important role uh, in my life that I didn't even get to feel that uh, there was no father around. So one one of the one of the uncles actually influenced uh, me politically. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the work that I do politically, mm-hmm. he was he was an, he an activist of the of, of the ANC, you know. Uh, but he influenced me politically, uh, and he was there. He assisted me with my my own education and just guiding me, you know. Uh, and and the other uncle who, who became almost like a like a friend influenced me in terms of uh, the team that I support, you know, um, uh, Orlando Pirates. So <laughs> the uncles play an important role, and I hope uh, my nieces and nephews uh, appreciate the role that I play. I'm not so sure whether I'm as great of an uncle as my other uncles. Yeah. <laughs> Only they can uh, say whether I'm a great uncle, but uh, I try to, to play some role uh, in their lives, uh, assisting them. Um, to be better human beings, but I do appreciate mm. uh, the uncles that uh, played the role in my life, especially as uh, uh, my father was not around. Yeah. And, uh, so they felt that uh, they feel that uh, that void uh, that I didn't get to feel that uh, I didn't have a father. Yes, so yes. I'm, I'm quite grateful for having uncles that played a role in my life. Yeah, out of interest, Makashule, did your uncle teach you about just the politics, you know, the history, the political context at the time, or did you just observe um, him as as someone who was interested in politics and, and was an activist, or was there intentionality in teaching you about why politics is important and why also being part of the solution, so to speak, is important? Uh, it, was, it was intentional on his part. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you would uh, narrate uh, what was happening at the time, um, especially after the uh, the unbending of of the ANC mm. uh, that period after 1990. Uh, and he was a student activist, so he would come in and come with some readings, you know, like ANC readings, and we'll discuss. Uh, and you will always uh, like to do this, so you give me something to read, and then. Uh, after he will then quiz me, you know, just to check whether I I understand what's in, in the in the literature that was giving me. Mm. I still, uh, I mean, like in the lead up to the '94 elections, though I was I was 10 going to 11, I kind of knew all the political leaders uh, at the time because he, he kind of did this. Uh, he gives you something and then comes back and asks you a question on it. So he did uh, play that uh, that role to understand what. Uh, was happening at the time. Yeah, and wow. we still talk politics. Eh? We still yeah. talk politics even now. We might be on a different side, uh, but we still talk politics, and it, and it still guides me in a lot of my own uh, personal uh, personal family journey. Uh, Makashule Kana, thank you so much for for still sharing that story with us. Um, I really appreciate it. Taboho in Harte BS Sport. Good morning. Good morning, Clement, and your guest. Um, my name is Taboho. Um, you know, uncles, uncles, uncles. Um, I was raised by um, a village. I was raised by my mom and her 
five sisters and her two brothers. Mm. Her two brothers are my, you know, my heart is like beating so fast even now just thinking about them. You know, I think I, I, ne- I never really thought about appreciating them, the, the role that they've played in my life. Mm. One of the uncles, he, he gave me my first <clears throat> um, uh, um, school fees um, to pay at varsity. Yeah. And he gave me money to buy my gown for my PhD when I graduated. And sadly, two months later, he passed away. And mm. I, in between that, the two of them, when I started at varsity first year, you know, we were playing and I was in trouble. They came, I was in Durban, studying in Durban. They yeah. drove and stayed with me for a week you know, to protect me. That's that's how wow. special they are. The other uncle, Uncle Jack, he's he's my he's my buffer. If mm. I want, because my mom is the lion. So mm. if I want to deliver any news, like for example, she was the first one to know when I when I got pregnant. Yeah, he um, said, "I'm sending you, him, Uncle." <laughs> oh yes. I tell him even now anything that I know that is going to sound a bit rough to my mom, yeah. I go via him, <laughs> and he delivers me news. And then I will receive a call from my mom um, um, days later. So, I'm um, salute to all the uncles. I really salute to them, all the uncles mm. who are, you know, with all the bad things that are happening to women by yeah. men. Mm. Um, mm. I salute to the uncles who who are uncles, yeah. you know, who are our fathers, who are who are the role models, you mm. know, for all our brothers. Mm. Indeed. Yeah. Ah, oh, Ah, lovely story. Thank you for sharing it with us. Vilma, let's, before I take more of the calls, just quickly address the issue of boundaries because the call we took earlier about her uncle who took her in when she fell pregnant in grade 10 and, and her own dad said, I can't do this. I can't raise another human being. The problem mm. with that is your dad, like in this context, may feel, okay, I'm trying to discipline my child um, and this is part of the way I'm doing it by saying, go sort yourself out, right? And you, as my brother, as her uncle, you are coming in and offering her that comfortable space. So some parents may see it as you're interfering with how I'm raising my kids and you are overstepping the boundary. So how do you deal with that issue of overstepping so that, you know, uncles also know when to step in, when not to step in, but parents also know when to be offended and when not to be offended by any intervention of sorts? Well, again, communication is key. But I think in in this particular instance, um, how do you, as a, a family member, you know, stand back and say, well, go and sort yourself out? You know, when when the father has said that, and you just sit idly by, I don't think um, that's interfering. That is is really saying, well, look, if you're not prepared to take that role, I'm prepared to take that responsibility. And it sounded very much like at any point the dad could have come back and said, well, you know, look, I've made a mistake or I've rethought about this, but this girl stayed with him. The child was his side with this uncle. So at some point, you know, you can't sort of like, where are the boundaries? You just have to take, you just have to step in mm. um, and, and, and take, you know, take the flat if there is going to be any. But um, if your relationship with um, the family is, is of such a nature that, you know, we can talk about this, we can discuss this and come up with another plan, 
then that's good. But sometimes you're just going to have to sit in and do what you think is, is best. Um, and again, the child's interest, best interest at heart. Um, but, you know, again, take up the parents into consideration. Mm. And um, where are the boundaries? What is allowed? Mm. What's not allowed? So, for example, you know, like buying a child is really, really fancy gift and the parents aren't able to afford that you know it, it can create friction so upfront look this is what i'm thinking of mm. buying as this do you think it's okay mm. is it not okay that kind of discussion is important as well mm. let's go to calls now nicole in eden vale good morning good morning clement how are you good how are you doing i'm good thank you mm. This is a nice subject. It's something that um, touches my heart because mm. uh, my parents got divorced yeah. when I was very young and uh, my mom's brother just stepped into that role of um, fathering and just that, that constant in your life that a child always needs. And I'm a grown woman now with my own family, but... I just know that he's still there and he'll always be there because he always was there when I needed him. So, um, yeah, and I I just know that he's loved me like a daughter and he's always treated me like one. And it's just nice to know that you have that person in your life. Mm, that's amazing. That's for you. Yeah, mm. so that's my uncle. His name's Philip Taylor and he's just been the rock mm. in my life. Oh. Wow. Um, that, that I think a daughter or a girl does need, you know, that father figure. Indeed. Thank you for sharing that beautiful story with us, Nicole, about Uncle Philip. Uh, hi, you're in Pretoria. Hi. Hi, Clement. How are you? Sharp, how's it? I'm good. Um, yo, my brother is such an amazing uncle. Mm. Um, he helped me a lot when my son's baby passed away. Like in 2022 with the coronavirus, oh. as you can imagine, that was a very hectic year. All mm. the restrictions and everything. Mm. Uh, adding to that was the cultural differences. The culture didn't allow me to go bury my son's um, baby, sure. so the uncle stepped in. Mm. The uncle stepped in with his friend, took my son to bury his baby. Mm. So when they got there, we had agreed that because it was a corona funeral, yeah. most of the family members were infected. So we had agreed to keep the kid in the car mm. at the cemetery, and then everybody, after everybody had left, then he can take him to the site to say his goodbyes and everything else. Mm. So they did exactly that. And my son was so relieved. He was so happy that he had had his uncle with him on that day. Because he wanted me to be there. Yes. Mm. Mama, I understand that Papa says you can come with us. He calls his granddad uh, Papa. So Papa <laughs> granddad <said>, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> so Papa said you can come with me, but Uncle did everything that he could. Uncle Benny, he was the best. Mama, he took me to the gravesite and mm. then he helped me speak. I didn't know what to say. He told me to say, Papa, I miss you. I will always you in my heart and when he came back he told me everything you could feel it in his voice that he mm. was so grateful that uncle Danny he was there for him on that day and oh. 
Yo, it was such an amazing milestone for him. That's an, uh, that's so amazing. Kudos to Uncle Danny, man, for being such an incredible uncle. Sure, even during a very difficult time um, for you, Mutsuhai, and, and your son as well. Javis in Melville, hi. Hello. Hi, Javis, how are you? Good, good, how are you doing? Sharp, sharp. I'm a good fan of 702, but I've never made a call. Today you talked about uncles. Mm. I got so tired. Mm. What's I'm your experience? I, um, came from, I'm from Uganda. I came to Southern Africa in the 90s. Mm. And when mm. I was processing my papers, my residence permit needed a birth certificate that I never carried. Yeah. I called my uncle. He processed that for me. He sent it down here. Mm. Five days he died after I received it. Sure. So I'm here because I'm, I'm legally in this country. I have an ID because of him. Mm. And because of that, I've been an anchor of the entire co- foreign community here. Oh. Mm. People call me, people come to me, I go to their places. I tell foreigners who are in love with girls here, I've paid rubble, I don't know, for over 50 people for the past years I've been here because I encourage them to stay in the country legally. Mm, wow, that's, so, that's so important, Javis, and you can just tell how, how emotional that still is for you. And thank you for sharing it with us. And and what I'm happy about is how you've taken some lessons from your uncles and, and you want to do good and help other people. And that's because he's inspired you to do that. Yeah. Thanks for calling, eh? Thank you. Oh, have a good day. Oh. <sighs> All right. Um, let's take some voice notes. Morning, Clement. Um, I've got the best uncle ever. He's our friends, our confidante, our everything. We joke, we play, we roll with him now at my very advanced age from the time I was little. And I don't even know if my uncle knows our names because he calls us all endearing words you can think of. <clears throat> anyway, I wanted to comment on the issue of boundaries. As an aunt myself, I believe that kids will always be kids. Parents will always be parents and uncles will always be uncles. So whether my parents take it badly or not, when I've run to my uncle for this and that and did not go to them, or my uncle gives me shelter when they've kicked me out of home, I think that's just the way it was done. Mm. We have to run to our uncles and they have to take us in and fight with our parents as such. (laughs) (laughs) And fight your battles. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Vilma, um, how do you balance it though? How do you strike a balance between, yes, I must be the uncle that fights, you know, for these nieces, these nephews who spoils them, but I must also be an uncle that's stern, right? So when there are mistakes that are being made, you don't become uh, that, you know, person who sits and is understanding but you can also call a spade and spade and said here you messed up and there must be consequences so when they're running from consequences from parents they must also know that you can't run away from consequences and as an uncle i see a responsibility um to demonstrate to you why this is wrong and what the consequences should be so how do you strike that balance 
Well, yes, what's key when it comes to discipline is that you separate the behavior from the child. So you're not, you've done a bad thing. You're not bad, but you've done a bad thing. And because of that, there are going to be consequences. I still love you. I still care. But you have to realize that when you've done something wrong, there are going to be consequences. And I think, yes, we, when we speak discipline in love, children know this. They will feel that. They will, will understand. And I think they will be even more disappointed in themselves because they've hurt you. Mm. So I think just, you know, constantly reassuring them that you do love and you do care, but that doesn't mean that you're always going to accept everything they tell you and that you are not going to be in a disciplined role if need be. Mm. But again, like I say, separating that, you know, what you've done is wrong and you need to see that it is wrong. Doesn't mean I stop caring for you. Doesn't mean I don't love you anymore. But there are going to be consequences. Yes, yes, yes. Good morning. I'd like to weigh in on uncle on the uncle issue that is going on right now um my thing is i just want to salute my brothers and by brothers is my cousins my mother's sons my uncle's sons who are the most amazing uncles to my daughters they are not just uncles but now they are their fathers they support them through everything just like a previous caller, some of my kids, some of the news that they want to tell me and my husband and I, they'll always go through the uncles first and let them know these things that we do as a family where the uncles, their uncles will always be there. They will always be there to support. So I salute all the uncles. I salute my own uncles who are amazing. We're amazing in our, in our, in our youth and helping to raise us. So big up to them. Big up to them. In a massive, massive way. Yeah, big up to them. Hi, money, Clement. It's Pat here from Sprayview. Yeah, I'm uh, the uncle myself, uh, with my other three brothers, two uh, sisters, uh, children. Yeah, it's, we play a big role as uncles. You know, as, um, as uh, we mentor kids of our sisters, as para figures sometimes, because some of their fathers are just not caring enough and we do all these things as uncles okay and um we negotiate for the rollers and all that you know yeah so and they are very proud of us and we're also proud of our sister's children as well thank you clement Thank you for your voice notes. A message here. Good morning, Clement and Vilma. My name is Matabello. Thanks for the topic. My uncle took me to school um, and I'm what I am today because of him. He passed away in 2013 and I wish he was still alive to witness his hard work and enjoy the benefits of raising me and taking me to tertiary. Um, another message. Hi, Clement. My uncle was like a father to me. He was there for me from day one until he passed. Very protective and guiding he was my number one cheerleader. The unfortunate part is that he didn't have the same type of relationship with his own biological kids. It was very terrible, especially uh, towards the end of his life. Thank you so much to all of you for sharing uh, such beautiful stories about uncles with us. And thanks to you, Vilma Calvert, um, retired family counselor from the Family Life Center. Thank you for guiding us through this conversation.